welcome to an episode of the Morrison's Tours Go Southampton podcast that I'm particularly excited about recording today because it's given me an opportunity to marry up two of my biggest loves on the planet. History on the one hand, football, particularly Southampton FC on the other. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a gentleman by the name of Alfred Pius Charles, the first black player to play for Southampton Football Club and one of the earliest black players to lace his boots on an English football pitch. Now, Alf Charles was born in Trinidad and Tobago on the 11th of July 1909 and he was known from a very young age for his sporting prowess in Trinidad and Tobago. Not only as a talented footballer and one who was good enough to even represent Trinidad and Tobago in inter-island competitions over in the West Indies, but also as an excellent cricketer. The team he played domestic football for in Trinidad before coming to England, a team by the name of Everton, not the same as the one uh, based up in Liverpool, they repeatedly won the league and cup double. And Alf was affectionately known by fans over in Trinidad as King Charles. That is until 1933, when he was sent off alongside his brother Frank for their part in an on-pitch brawl in which many spectators got involved um, and it actually resulted in Alf Charles being suspended, being banned for three years from any football in Trinidad. In reply to this, his club promptly withdrew from their league, which sent shockwaves throughout Trinidadian football. But that's a story for another time. Following this, Alfred board the CS Coronado and head to Lancashire, accompanied even by a character reference from the Trinidad Mirror, which described Charles as a non-smoker and a total abstainer. And there he would go to begin his new life as a sportsman in England. Now, there are conflicting stories about how exactly Alf came to be in England. For a long time, the accepted narrative, and the one that you most commonly see when you're sort of researching Alf Charles, is that he travelled to England alongside the West Indies cricket team on their tour of England in 1933, and that he travelled as a valet to their star player, Leary Constantine. Now, Constantine himself would have an incredible story. Um, he was the gentleman who took the West Indies' first ever test wicket in cricket. Uh, he served as Trinidad's High Commissioner to the UK, uh, became the UK's first black peer. He was knighted in 1962, was influential in the passing of the 1965 Race Relations Act in Britain, and even made a life peer in 1969. However, rewind into 1933... Constantine wouldn't have had much need to travel with a valet, and there aren't any clear sources to substantiate this story. What is clear, though, is that Alf Charles was certainly friends with Leary Constantine, and even spent two years playing in the same cricket team at Nelson after Constantine had introduced him to this. And this would be a platform for Alf Charles to start to show off his sporting ability in England, not just with the cricket, but also with football. Um, and he even earned a trial, uh, a trial period at Burnley, who at the time were playing in the second division of English football. Although that would be unsuccessful, and he'd spend a lot of time in the reserves without actually breaking into the Burnley first team. Instead, Alfred bide his time in non-league football, where he'd establish himself with both Nelson and Darwin, and then registered a really impressive goal-scoring record with Stalybridge Celtic. 
Um, this strong non-league form would actually draw the attention of a Lancashire-based scout who would go on to recommend Alf Charles to then-Southampton manager George Goss in January of 1937. And Alf would go on to sign for the then-second division club as a versatile 23-year-old who had a reputation for being able to play across the, bar, across the park, most comfortably at centre-half, but also in any of the forward positions. Um, and Alf Charles would sign for Southampton then in January 1937. And there was a lovely introduction to him and his background that was published in the Hampshire Advertiser on the 9th of January 1937. Um, the article's titled The New Saint is a West Indian. And alongside a description of his sporting background, there's a lovely sort of personal touch where it tells us how Alf Charles was five foot nine and weighed 11 stone. And I couldn't help but read this and just imagine that sort of that still happened in papers today if maybe over the summer Saints bring in a new player and the Daily Echo report all sorts of details about the player's career but then sort of tell you exactly how tall that player is and how much they weigh it was just a really nice callback to a different time. Alf Charles then would begin his Southampton career and almost immediately after signing he'd go on to make his debut um, and actually his only appearance for the Saints first team in a 2-2 draw away at Bradford City and that would happen on the 9th of January 1937. Um, a week later then a write-up of this game was published in the Hampshire Advertiser, um, a copy of the paper dated to the 16th of January 1937 um, and in it it has a write-up of the game against Bradford and it explains how Alf Charles even recorded an assist in that game given a headed pass to Jimmy Dunn to score the first goal of the game. But it does go on to say that from there, Alf sort of struggled to keep up with the fast pace of the game, as you might imagine of a player coming from non-league football to the second division of English football. Um, and the author also says that the game being played on very heavy turf possibly didn't help Alf out um, very much in displaying his best form. Now, I, I would question whether this is maybe a bit presumptive of the author, given the fact that Alf Charles had spent the last few seasons playing on presumably similarly heavy non-league pitches. Um, and yeah, I'll let you make up your own minds on that one, but to me that seems a little bit presumptive of the author. Alf would go on to play in another five reserve games for the Saints, scoring twice before his time with the club came to an end. Um, and actually after Alf Charles' time in Southampton, there wouldn't be another black player in the Saints' first team for four decades until Tony Seeley played in the 70s. Um, whilst he was at the club, Alf Charles certainly caught the imagination of his teammates at Southampton, and he was well known as a deeply religious man, living up to his middle name of Pius. And there's even a lovely story told by one of his Dell contemporaries, Bill Moore, um, about how once in a game um, at the Dell, the, the ball sort of came down and ricocheted off of Alf Charles' head. He headed the ball over the ground's west stand and out of the ground entirely, which I'd imagine was a really impressive feat for his peers watching on at the time. Um, Alf's league career would come to a grinding finish, really, due to injury. Um, and although he was able to sort of dally around again in the non-league game, um, unfortunately a cartilage problem would force him out of that game early um, and force him to retire from football altogether. 
And obviously that's really sad, but he was still able to continue his other huge love of the game um, of cricket. And he even went on to represent a West Indies 11 against an England 11 at Lords in 1944. So clearly still right at the top of the game, even though football hadn't worked out. He's still able to continue his love of cricket. And Alf Charles would continue to live in England um, until his death in January 1977 and he'd moved back to Burnley by that point and died in Burnley. Um, Alf Charles is commemorated by a plaque at St Mary's Stadium and that celebrates not only Alf Charles's contribution but also that of what are now over a hundred black players that have turned out for the Saints first team up to the present day alongside loads more reserves, coaches and other employees from across the club's history and that was put in place um, to celebrate Black History Month in 2020. And can, you can still wander up to the stadium now and, and walk around that. It's, it's on the side. Um, I believe it's on the Kingsland side of the stadium, sort of the Kingsland Chapel corner, um, around that sort of area looking out over the waterfront. It's a really interesting story that Alf Charles brings and a really important legacy that continues to this day to be celebrated by the club. Um, and actually, I think you have to go back to 1995 to find the last year that a black player um, didn't make their debut for the Saints first team, which is, you know, really speaks volumes to the legacy of Alf Charles um, sort of making that first appearance. The most recent of those players being Mohamed Salisu, who was signed from uh, Real Valladolid in the summer of 2020. And I'm sure that will continue in years to come. Thanks very much for listening to the episode today. Um, go away and, and find out all you can about Alf Charles. There's a lovely biography of him on saintsplayers.co.uk, which has been faithfully put together by... Um, Duncan Holly, and, and on that you can have a little look through. If you search for Alf Charles, there's a part that you can see um, a scrapbook on Alf, and that contains the two Hampshire Advertiser articles that I've talked to you about today, as well as a copy of Alf Charles's signature and a photograph of Alf playing for the Nelson cricket team as well. All really interesting stuff to go and look away and, and sort of uncover. Um, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.